There's something weird in the fridge today. I don't know what it is. Food I can't recognize. My roommate won't throw a thing away. I guess it's probably his. It looks like it's alive. Welcome to Devices Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. We we made it. We yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm like no, someone else is gonna say it. <laughs> we don't have to say it, but um, we made it a year past an event happened last year. Superman yeah, died, not, right? That, that, that's yeah. what we're Superman about. died. Yeah, that was a big event. That was coming up in everybody's Facebook memories recently. <laughs> Everybody's was... talking about it. That wasn't wait. last year. That was the 90s. <laughs> wait. Wait. Was that... Is this the one-year anniversary of that? Is that why we're doing this? Yeah. <laughs> well, coincidentally, it just happened to be that way. Uh, when, when we read uh, Death for Truth, Superman... For those who don't know, Superman died and returned. That's the first title. But, Spoilers. Uh, we forgot about the middle part. World without a Superman. Where was, he it, wasn't there. There was a BPA where was without Superman. But the part that's important to what we're talking about today... Is and you're, during you're, during the return of Superman, one of the bad guys of uh, that story arc, Mongol, Mongol, Mongol. helped destroy Coast City along with the evil cyborg Superman. And Coast City is basically Green Lantern's uh, home turf. So yeah, uh, it was a big. Like we pointed out that it's insane that this many people died in one big event. Like yeah, millions, millions of people died in one big explosion. Yeah. It's basically the DC LA. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, there's a big uh, trend of the 90s where, multiple trends of the 90s. One, the trend where every hero has to die or go away for some time and come back more 90s mm-hmm. and edgier. And also this this uh, trend, which is everything has to be darker and more brutal. And well, as we'll see in this episode, things still get more darker and brutal, starting a new trend that we call fridging. But we'll get to that. Uh, it's, it's pretty radical, yeah. dude. Pretty <laughs> radical, yo! But... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're in Legacy Vember or whatever we're fucking calling it. Also, <laughs> Superman has a mullet, so you know things are good. <laughs> we should call it Kill Me November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody kill me November. Yeah. Um. So I do want to say that this was interesting, an interesting read for me because I didn't know what it was about before. And then as I was reading, I kept having these flashbacks. I'm like... That's what Ryan was going on about in college those many years ago. Like, I, all those things you were talking about, I'm like, this is that thing. <laughs> oh, the fridging. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, everyone's going to die. Yeah, I've actually, I wanted to read this story just like Death and Return of Superman for a while because I think it's an interesting concept. I wanted to see how it was executed, especially because Ryan. Literally executed. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, this is not, this is not, uh, like, see, November. It's Thanksgiving because we have to be thankful for our heroes or else they'll go away. Get <laughs> yes. it right. You're yeah. right. You're right. So I just want to point out that the part that I was ranting and raving about was not the fridging, but the first part we're going to talk about, which is called Emerald Twilight. So this story is broken into two sections, Emerald Twilight and A New Dawn. A New Dawn is where the fridge happens. So are we ready to jump in? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to break your heart though, Ryan. I Just, just in advance. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Okay. You can be my heart anytime you want, Phil. Yeah. Is, it, is Phil, this related to the podcast, or are you just gonna? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I can't comment. <laughs> okay. Oh All right. God. 
Phil Phil needs to talk later. <laughs> just sent me a text. <laughs> so okay, so it's where this is gonna be Green Lantern Volume Three issues forty eight through whatever fifty five and zero. And issue forty eight starts with Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, in the ruins of Coast City in the wake of the destruction. And he uses his ring to create the ghosts of the dead. And he basically creates a ring construct version of Coast City. And he meets with his dad, who, like, yells at him that he's a failure. And then it recaps that his dad died in a plane crash. His mom talks about how, like, they were grieving for his dad. And basically, she's trying to, like, you have to get over your grief and using, like, the dad as a metaphor for his grief of Coast City. She's saying, like, if you, if you let your grief control you, like, it'll ruin you. You have to let it go and remember the good things about, about the person you miss and not focus on grieving forever. Uh, what was weird is immediately after, he's like, no, I don't want to just be left with memories. I want to, like, recreate the world. So he recreates the entirety of Coast City and flies <laughs> around in it. I thought this was pretty cool, actually, because I, it's like, so, when I was a kid, actually, I don't know if, I think Slide knows, but yeah. Green Lantern, when I was really young, was my favorite superhero, because I'm like, the idea of being able to make anything with your mind, basically, is such a cool power, but I feel like in most things, it's, in most Green Lantern, I've, uh, in the limited amount that I've read, it, it he doesn't actually make cool things with it. He makes, like, You don't hand. think big boxing gloves are cool? No, <laughs> I don't. I, I feel like he makes cool things, it's just always related to, like, combat. Whereas opposed to, like, you never think about it in this term where, like, oh, you can recreate a place that was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, like, he literally is so filled with grief that he's like, I'm going to use my willpower, which is what, like, powers the ring, and make a perfect copy of everyone I've ever loved and, like, where I lived. Like, it's it's a crazy idea, and I think it's cool that, like, in his grief, he's, like, literally trying to will everything back to the way it was. It shows the yeah. ring as, as, like, a like a concept rather than what it usually is, which is just like a, a superpower oh, plot device yeah. to get him punching uh, bad mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. And one thing that I always open these episodes with, and I forgot is this is written by Ron Mars and all the arts done by Daryl Banks. And the thing that I really like about Daryl Banks's art in this issue, especially is how like everything is green except like Hal Jordan and like most of his costumes green, but like it doesn't <laughs> look like he, recreated this town like for real it it, it looks like a construct of it yeah it's a green lantern like, like green lantern shades of everything yeah and i just think like but it still captures like the emotion really well but a lot of times like when hal gets really flustered like the backgrounds get like wavy and fade away and like it just i think it shows that he's creating this really really well mm-hmm. and another thing i really like about this other than the interpersonal stories with hal and like everyone in the city is that it's also there's no fighting at all which i always enjoy in a comic mm-hmm. yeah especially for 1994 yeah because yeah, later on we're, we're just gonna get into a lot of fighting and it's just like there's nothing really happening there whereas like yeah, this, this is, immediately pulls you in this was yeah. the issue i liked out of this <laughs> I, did, I did not like the rest <laughs> so yeah well we'll get to that in a sec so he also he wills his like high school sweetheart back and like basically apologize for like being an asshole mm-hmm. and it's just like it's very much like an it's an every town usa kind of like nostalgia vignette of him like you know what how he wants to remember coast city and also uh, and, he also meets his dad again again mm-hmm. and this time his dad says i'm proud of you for rebuilding coast city like this because and it shows like in previous conversation uh his dad always never uh was proud of him uh, he was never proud of him when he was a kid. He always liked his brothers better. He's never proud of him as he's not proud of his Green Lantern because he failed in Coast City, but now he's proud of him because uh, 
he rebuilt Coast City, he did something nice for everyone. And he's, like, he's about to say, I'm proud of you, but before he does, everything starts fading. Yeah, and then, yeah, as it fades away, as he's getting the speech, basically everything fades away because his ring is out of charge. And one of the guardians, the like little gnome people that are the Green Lantern bosses, are saying, well, you're using the ring for personal gain. It's only to be used like for justice. And you have to come to our like headquarters, turn in your badge, which they go to. He, he, he says, come to Oa for disciplinary action. Because Green Lantern is a space cop, so this is literally, turn your badge, drop the case. It literally was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're off the case. You're, yeah. too, you're too emotionally attached. And he uses the construct of the Guardian to absorb a little bit more energy so he could fly to Oa on his own terms. And he heads there. And the thing that I really like is the way this issue ends is it's him kind of recapping his origin a little bit. And it's some time ago, a man dropped from the stars. He was dying. His last act was to bequeath Hal Jordan a wondrous ring. The power of the ring knows few structures. Truly, it is bounded only by the will of the bearer. With such a ring, you could do anything. And then it zooms in on a really angry Hal Jordan flying away and it says if you wanted to badly enough yeah and i just think that that's a that's a really cool setup for this story yep and the very last page is it shows just like some guy pointing out the hell jordan flying away but he'll be included later at first i thought he was like Superboy. boy yeah it's a boy it's the same kind of uh, 90s appeal to uh, cool hip teens that Superboy was yeah, yeah and he's with his uh only in a in underwear girlfriend and yeah. It's she will become a major character soon <laughs> for just a little while. <laughs> so then issue 49 is Hal on his way back to Oa. And this is one of those issues that I think works in context if you were reading Green Lantern at the time, but not at all if you weren't. As you're using Green Lantern killing a bunch of, or, or not killing, but beating up. He does kill them. He, later on. He does like, kill them. It feels later on. Like, no, he he inherently, he leaves no, he them without them. their ring in space. I know, but, <laughs> no, but he says like. They have uh, a little like air field around yeah, them. Yeah, he's like, I, I left them know. enough, but I'm going to get rid of that soon. So <laughs> I know, that's the thing. He, 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 that confrontation happens later, but for now, he's just beating them up and he's building towards him, revealing that he's letting them all die now. But like. For now, he's just beat, the whole issue is him just beating up okay. all these people, and the people yeah, you don't so, know if you don't read comics. The thing that I just want to point out is the previous almost 50 issues was a different writer having Hal basically single-handedly rebuild the Green Lantern Corps, and these are all the new people that he found. So, like, these are all people that he trained and brought into the Green Lantern Corps. So, if you're reading on its own, they're just a bunch of people he's leaving in space. But, like, in context, if this happened now, fans would absolutely hate it. Because a new writer comes in and has your hero turn into a bad guy and literally kill everyone you've built up for the well, last this ha- this four years. years. Yeah, it happens all the time. But... They basically, that's pretty much the whole issue, is just him going through space. Uh, I want to point out a guy I like is Beast in a trench coat. and Jack he has a gun. <laughs> he has a gun with cr- the words crack with an X through it. <laughs> I love that, too. Like, don't do drugs, kids. But but shoot people. And then when he dies, his dice is floating in space. Yeah, and he has and he uses a gun. He has a green lantern ring. And even Hal says, you're fucking dumb. Like, he's a fucking ring. <laughs> What I couldn't, like, I know I'm always a stickler. I'm like, how does this work? Like, it doesn't make sense. But th- this really didn't make sense to me. Like, he, they send, I, I know the, the emotional side of it is like, you're supposed to see him fighting all his old friends. But like, on the practical side, I'm like, how, why do the Green Lanterns fight him one-on-one? Yeah, it makes sense. And, yeah. and, how, does he, and how does he beat them? Because basically the, the, the action in this is so shitty that it's just like green everywhere. He has more will. Well, it's here's what's happening. Not only thing. is he the one who trains them, but as he beats them, he takes their rings, and so now he has twice as many, like, 
ranks. So he's twice as powerful, and then three times, then four times, so on and so forth. And the cover of what was issued, by the way, is him with all the rings. And I think it's a pretty cool, iconic cover. With, yeah. Uh, looking evil with the rings in his hands, like, ah, I got all the rings. I think they, I think the way I took it is they're not all attacking him at once. It's him going to space and they're kept trying to catch up and stop him one by one. But they're, they're, like, if they were, like, it shows how dumb the Guardians are because if they, if they had a large enough force, yeah, it would have had no chance, especially in the beginning. Because I, I thought there were, like, thousands of Green Lanterns, but he just, like, kills them. No, at yeah. this yeah. point, there's only, like, ten. I also think oh. they, they, they do explain that uh, some of them are on missions, by the way. Like, yeah. It's just yeah. reserve forces. I, I, I just, it, it was, like, hard for me to buy that he was beating them all because, like, you know, with... I, I know one of the problems writers, I think, have with, with a power like this is, like, what do you do when you can do anything with it? But, like, it seemed like a lot of the fights were just, like... like It, it didn't have to be Green Lantern. It could have just been, like, Dragon Ball Z or something yeah. where they just, like, they just beamed at each other and one... The, the non-HAL guy would be floating in space knocked out where it's, like... I I I didn't you, buy that you, you could you could like if you're like if it was a better written story it'd be much more effective because like you have this scenario where Hal is is in full rage flying towards uh, Oa and like if Oa actually if it was actually a, a, seemed like an insurmountable uh, obstacle like all, 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 a whole uh, army of Green Lanterns well, were facing him and then he, he found a way to core, outsmart though. all of them. And, but I don't think or, that's or, a fault or, of the writing. I think that's a fault of the continuity okay, so, because but let's there's say, not. A lot. This is all. Well, the they all find one, one like like Tomare comes later. Kilowatt comes later. They all. Oh, it's Tomar too. Okay, well, Tomare okay. died in Crescent Info. Let's say that there they even is, isn't an insurmountable force though. It's like if if they showed like as their constructs hit each other, his was like giant and a, a raging bull because of his anger or something. Like yeah. it just it didn't even seem like his will was being translated into power. It was I just think that's like fair. Yeah. they shoot green at each other and then always Hal loses. And I guess in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, he has more rings, but it didn't feel like he actually deserved to win those fights. It was just like. He has to. There's no satisfying writing or visceral uh, satisfaction coming from the, the fights. They're just, they're just yeah, if you, I think that's fair. Yeah. If he mm-hmm. was just wrecking through them, like, it would be cool. But One, do, yeah. one thing I do want to point out, too, is... And this is just a, a problem with comics in general, is... I think they gave Ron Mars three issues to have Hal turn bad and kill everybody. Oh, and we should mention that because uh, we, we, we said Ron Mars is the writer coming in, killing off all the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Uh, DC wanted this, not uh, Ron Mars. Yeah, and I think it's important to note because they were gearing up to the big DC event of the summer, which we'll get to after the story, that I th- I'm pretty sure, like knowing how Ron Mars paces in other books, I feel like he would have if it wasn't DC telling you have three issues you have 60 pages to do this well 50 is a double size but whatever (laughs) like and like but I do think all your criticisms are totally fair but I think it relies too much on you like knowing that like oh he trained all these people and like that like the emotion isn't prevalent in this issue this this is made to be a quick uh, finale to Hal wasn't meant like uh, just to get over and done with it wasn't given the time to breathe or yeah absolutely so when he gets there, Kilowog, who's like Hal's like best friend, his like you know his buddy in the cop, like his buddy cop, you know, he Hal beats him and leaves him on the surface of Oa, and this is when the Guardians take drastic action and they resurrect Hal's nemesis, Sinestro, who was formerly uh, dead. Bum, and bum, bum. yeah, and it's cool. He's actually been the narrator this whole time, which is kind of clever because throughout the issue, he like the, he makes some snide comments of like how Hal was being an idiot, but I'm not complaining. And I'm like, then who's who's narrating here? And like, mm-hmm. it turns out that it was actually Sinestro at the end because he's like he says something like, well, they they must have been desperate enough, you know, at this point to come to me or something. And I think like it's that. cool mm-hmm. to have uh, Hal's final descent into uh, being a villain. 
being him killing and basically making irrelevant his main adversary Sinestro because yeah. Sinestro was basically what hell is now like a, a, a Green Lantern thought he knew better said fuck the Guardian Corps I'm gonna do what I want and now the Howl has become what Sinestro is like Sinestro's pointless so his final battle uh, kills Sinestro and become the new Sinestro basically I, it's just crazy like how many even Kilowog like I know he doesn't want to kill Hal but like so many of them hit him with green stuff but they're always like it's like it's, it's, it's like oh man look everyone holds back because he's their friend so he can kill all the green lanterns like, <laughs> yeah, all like, the you know Jack T. Chance gets a nice <laughs> shot on him why wasn't that a, a blade right like why couldn't yeah. it have been something sharp <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um. So this this issue, uh, number forty nine, is actually drawn by Fred Haynes, and the next one goes back to Daryl Banks. Is it? Mm-hmm. Daryl Stephan. And I I want to point out how funny it is because it ends with like a super buff and ripped Sinestro, and the next issue starts with a really skinny and lanky Sinestro. <laughs> yeah. And that also happens with comics too because uh, they're all writing the comics. They're all pretty much drawing the comics at the same time. So every, if it's a different artist, they, they, neither one knows what the other one's actually depicting the story as. Yeah. So you'll have like sh- uh, planes shift from one story to another. Like they'll be on a fighter plane next story. It's a passenger plane. Oh, because yeah. Because the, the, the artists are doing it at the same time and they're not collaborating their notes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's so, unfortunate. as everybody alluded to, they, Hal and Sinestro fight and he takes off all the rings but one and he's like, let's do this, man. I oh, love man. that. 1v1 me. Don't, yeah. and, and Sinestro tricks him just like, take off your rings unless you're a pussy. And he's like, I, I have to. I like that it's, yeah. it's the kind of flip because you'd see that sometimes with like a villain where you're trying to goad him into dueling you one-on-one and this time it's the villain goading the super all-powerful uh main yeah. character or protagonist yeah. Yeah. and it's it. it's played it's played very like i know phil was joking but it's played very macho like it is really like that old western man-on-man like machismo fight he's yeah. like he's like even if you kill me aren't you gonna think for the rest of your life could i have done it without 10 rings but, and but he's yeah. like but, but like that's that point out there is an inversion and snitching points out like isn't it funny that uh in our final hour uh i'm the good guy trying to save all and you're trying to destroy it like isn't this ironic and it's a nice yeah. interesting twist and yeah. Hal's response is, you know what, screw you, and he snaps his neck and leaves yeah. him dead. And the thing that I really like about the this this whole scene of him killing Sinestro is Sinestro's still, like, being snide, and mid-sentence, Hal cracks his neck and mm-hmm. then just whispers, damn you. And you see him walking towards the central power battery, which is what powers all the rings, and you see him, like, fading into the background of the panel while it's still in focus up front is Sinestro's just, like, dead head. <laughs> and it's just, I think Daryl Banks does a he's really, really good job in this book. <laughs> yeah, he's dead too. No, his, his dead head, like, the Grateful Dead face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> before, before he gets to the power battery, Kilowog gets up and, like, starts to fight him, and he's just, like, punching him, and Hal turns and just decimates him and turns him into, like, a skeleton. But before that, that this, is, this is when Kilowog says, like, you know all these green are flowing out in space. Like, if you destroy the uh, battery, uh, they're definitely dead for sure. And the people that are currently losing the ranks right now, they're definitely dead. So all the people are now are, are going to die because of this. So And Hal's like, fuck it, I'm going to kill everyone. I... I really like that Kilowog says to Hal as he's fighting him, he says, I know what it's like to lose your home, the folks you love, but it is an excuse for what you're doing. The power ain't yours, not for this thing. And I I really like because with Sinestro doing it, sometimes I can feel like I don't get into when a bad guy's like, aren't you evil too? It's like, yeah. you've been killing people forever. Whereas Batman, Kilowog, are you really going to do that? <laughs> yeah, like Joker. <laughs> I, I, can, I can buy Sinestro doing it more than most films because Sinestro finds the irony. Like he's, like, he's laughing about it. It's like, ah, you see now you're where I was. Isn't it funny that like he's finding 
it is literally the hero becomes as bad as the villain, and the hero the villain's finding amusement in it, like that he's being called to save everyone from yeah, the hero. I, f- I find so much more value though in like Kilowog doing it because he's like, I have lost people, but I I haven't descended to where you are. It's like you need to be better than this, and Hal's like, No, I do not want to be better than this. Yeah. And that's the thing that I really like about the story is. You didn't have to pick, like, Ron Mars did both of them, and I think he did both of them really well. Like, having the villain give him, like, this holier-than-thou speech, and then a hero be like, you know, everything Daryl said. <laughs> so then he gets, he leaves Kilowog's skeleton behind, and you see that how, That was pretty like, brutal, by the way. Like, yeah. it's the first time in, this, in the book where you do see him literally killing one of his friends, because, like I said, like Sly was saying before, like, he doesn't, he doesn't, you don't see him explicitly killing those people, even though you know he is. Like yeah, when, when you see skill uh, Kilowog's ribs, like yeah, his exposed. charred green, like burnt skeleton. Yeah, it's like Jesus, man, <laughs> you really went far. After he kills Kilowog, he takes off his Green Lantern ring, crying, and throws it, and he says, "I don't deserve this anymore." And then he yells at the Guardians that, like, how dare you not let me take my life back? Like, this is your fault. Look what you made me do kind of thing. And then they say, like, and... the ring can never be used to be changed what has been. And he says, I don't give a fuck. I want to change it. No matter. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's a very, like, I'm not giving the argument. I'm just like, I'm doing what I want. Fuck all of you. I, I yeah. like, pretty much, like, I don't give what, a fuck. What can, what can these guys do? Because I was confused about who, like, what they were supposed to be like. Are they kind of like the Marvel's Watcher where they just look at things? Kind of, yeah. No, but they hire the cops. That's true. But it's just weird that when he's walking through, they're like, well, we can't do anything about this when they're the ones that, like, look over the lantern? It's... Guardians are (laughs) dumb characters. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that is a very fair critique. Like, they're supposed to be super powerful, but, like, they just can't do anything? I don't know. Oh, I thought they were just, like, they weren't powered, but they were, like, wise enough to pick lanterns or something. I think... They're they're supposed to have power? I think they, at this point... I mean, they they charge their energy and zap it into another guy. Who's still only power is to fly. Like, it's... (laughs) Yeah, I think that they were given more power, like, later on when they came back from the dead, like, a decade later. I think at this point they were kind of like the Watcher. It makes more sense that they weren't that powerful because they do, uh, the Greenland, their whole thing was to keep hiring different police forces and, like, uh, each one's always fail and they have to get new forces. So I I, I don't think they're that powerful. And even here, like Phil says, even when they give all the power to one of them, uh, Ganfit, uh, he's, like, the more rebellious one saying, maybe we should do something. When they give him, him all the power. Uh, <laughs> I like that the rebellious one is maybe we should do something. <laughs> but even when they, like when even when they give him all the power, he it's like he's bends reality. All he does is fly back to Earth and give another guy a ring. Yeah. So Scanthit basically like flies away, and Hal goes into the gar- into the central power battery, and it explodes, and it kills all the guardians except Ganthet. And then this is where we see Hal's cool new costume. He's mm-hmm. parallax. I always thought this was really cool. Like it's, I think I, so too. I thought it was, but at the same time, I'm like, you come out of with all the power of the Green Lantern Corps, and like your thought is just like, I'm gonna give myself cool like armor, and that's it. <laughs> cool <laughs> '90s armor. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you just become like a giant energy being or something? Yeah, that would be cooler. Yeah. I, I, fe- yeah. I feel like you're thinking too, like, modernist. Yeah. yeah. This is still yeah. back in the day of, like, he has to be, like, ripped and have a metal suit. I'm thinking, like, what is a form? What, what does a physical <laughs> form mean anyway? And then the thing that I like about this is he comes out and he sees, like, the dead guardian bodies everywhere. 
And in a fit of rage, he goes back to his ring and stomps on it and breaks it. And then he flies away. And this is when Ganthet grabs, like, the pieces, reforms it into one ring, and then goes just to... uh, He flies to Earth, and he goes to, like, the back alley of some punk club and finds some kid in a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt. And he's (laughs) like, uh, you'll have to do, I guess, because this is all I have the power for. And he just gives him the ring. And I know, Sly, you really like this, right? That it's just, like, just some guy. This this is my my favorite Green Lantern. You like Kyle Rayner a lot? Uh, this is this is why because every other Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart, we did John Stewart's origin, Hal Jordan's origin, uh, every origin they come to him saying, "You, you have the power to overcome fear. You are chosen for this." I I, I fucking hate that trope always, mm-hmm. like never not. Kyle was like, this world exploded, all this horrible shit happened. He flies out to Earth. You will have to do. Kyle is the first one to have to earn being a Green Lantern, uh... and that's why he's always my favorite. Yeah. That's interesting because when I first read this comic, I was like, this is probably going to be the most boring Green Lantern of them all. Because <laughs> I'm like, what makes him different from everyone else? Well, the fact that he's the only one that actually had to earn it and be yeah, a guy who I, wasn't, I, didn't deserve it at all. I hadn't thought of that. It's just, it, it's tough because may, maybe this is like the SJW and me talking where I kind of get like miffed that there's not a great diversity between yeah. a lot of characters where it just goes to like another like very similar to like a young Hal, like a scrappy, They tried to make lad. Kyle like half Latino at one point and it like did, it was just weird. Fun fact, <laughs> uh, Ron Mars actually wanted uh, Kyle Rayner to be a girl. DC rejected oh. it, saying the rules are ready for a female Green Lantern in 1990. That's too crazy. Yeah. So uh, Kyle's not my favorite, but I find his whole journey to be the most engaging and interesting. So uh, like, I, I think that there's favorite, a lot right? to be said. No, I'm, I'm saying like Kyle's not my favorite Green Lantern. No, I was just I like big was, head guy. <laughs> for me, I couldn't help but sit there and be like, like. In retrospect, like the the return of Superman, that that's a good cast of like different sides yeah. and different like um, uh, dimensions of what Superman's character was. Whereas this just felt like it's like you guys are just like it's Superboy with a Green Lantern ring now. I mean, I mean he was he's but just like less snarky. And I think they develop him differently though. Yeah, and also yeah. I, I I do agree. Like I wish uh, I would have loved that they had more diverse uh, Green Lantern, especially now compared to how diverse comics are getting now. You go to like nineties, and they had a chance to be more diverse, and they had another white guy. So yeah, it's just yeah. yep, and it's just weird that like you 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 have a completely new Green Lantern, and it's like I just feel like they they could have done a little bit more to make him different. Yeah. Like I said, DC was very DC's always been more conservative uh, company, like mm. yeah. DC versus diversity episode we did mm. pointed out. So I'm gonna save my Kyle Rayner why I think he's great for the end because it kind of comes up. So let's see. What his first, what his first venture as a Green Lantern is like. So issue fifty one opens with him getting thrown through a window, and it's one of those classic like you're probably wondering why I got here, <laughs> yeah. how I ended up here. It's like okay, uh, and he's he's fighting some villain named Ohm, like the electrical, electrical unit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it, it flashes back because of course that's just like the, how that is usually structured in media res. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that flashes back right as he's about to get punched. Like it's that as the punch is zooming in, he's like, "Let me tell you, it started yeah. last night." Uh, it it pretty... says, and it seemed like such a good idea at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty funny. And like it's him with his girlfriend or his ex girlfriend Alex, and he's like, "Hey babe, I gotta show you something." And she's like, "You're a deadbeat. Please leave me alone." And he's like, "I'm Green Lantern now," <laughs> and she's like, "Wow, that is pretty cool." And he's uh, basically she's, at first, she's like, "You can't even hold down a job, and now you're gonna be a fucking superhero." <laughs> yeah, and he he's basically experimenting with his powers a little, and we get some kind of we get backstory on him how he's like an uh, 
graphic designer, designer yeah, which is um, a neat. Which is another reason um, why I like him because uh, we mentioned how Green Lanterns always have this this huge potential in their powers. Uh, Hal was always I'm going to make a pun- boxing glove and punch you with it. Kyle is more of an artist, and as you see in the story, he does more fancy things like having people make people have constructs, make like fighter planes and mechs out of constructs. He's always been more mm-hmm. approaching it more as an artist, and I, that's another reason why he's my, my favorites because mm-hmm. just because of the way he actually has inventive constructs of his ring. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and it seems like his ex girlfriend Alex is like a a journalist, and he's basically saying like, you know, with this power, we can start a new life. I can be a superhero, and you can always take pictures of me doing superhero things so like the New York Times would pick you up and everything and like kind of like a su- Peter Parker Spider-Man thing but uh, with him and his girlfriend. separated yeah yeah. and she's like okay I'll give it another shot since you're a Green Lantern and what am I gonna do and I, I don't it's not like that wasn't it wasn't like she was like actually yeah, yeah I have a half to Green Lantern just telling me to do I have to do it again. <laughs> I have to do what he says she was like, she was like let's give it a shot and, yeah I, uh, I like how actually kind of forceful she is with some things like he goes to go into her room after and she's like no 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 you're gonna stay on the couch like she grabs him by the collar of his shirt and this to me was the one redeeming factor i found in kyle is that we so rarely see or i've so rarely read um stories where superheroes have a girlfriend that know about their identity and that help them along with this where i was like oh i like this like kyle and alex duo what they're I doing i did too actually yeah, yeah. and uh, even that's why it's so <laughs> yeah, that's shameful. But even even here, like everyone confuses him after he beats Ohm. Everyone's like, "Oh, I thought Green Lantern had brown hair." Like thinking that he's still Hal. You're still not a so, white guy. What about Gibbs? He must be. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, you need to be more marketable." And him and her like design a new costume together. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And I actually, mm-hmm. uh, when he oh, I, I, his fight against Ohm is actually what I think made me like him at first because, like Sly was saying, like he earns it, like. He, she says, don't get involved. I'm just going to take pictures. And he's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go for it. Like, I'm going to try, I'm going to experiment. And even he keeps getting his ass kicked. He's like, I can't admit that I, especially in front of Alex, I don't want to like, you know, see that I'm, show her that I'm weak. (laughs) And I need to just, I need to focus and figure out this ring. Like he's trying something he doesn't know if he can succeed at. Whereas a lot of superheroes like, I'm Superman. Of course I can succeed at this. I also like that during the fight, um, where she's standing on the side while he's fighting Ohm, and instead of being like, oh no, Kyle, like, oh, this is so terrible, she yells at him, for God's sake, protect yourself when he's yeah. being attacked. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, I should make a shield. <laughs> yeah. This is also uh, extra rare for DC, because uh, people always say, like, DC's characters aren't relatable. You have Superman, who's like, who's perfect. You have Batman, who's like, master planner. The uh, 90s was really good for that yeah, aspect th- of DC. Yes, yeah, so this, this is what this was uh, when DC started being more like Marvel, where you had uh people the, the heroes trying to be more human and making mistakes and trying to learn mm-hmm. also can i say i love that ohm is a villain who's like i'm just gonna go take the whole power grid yeah and drink, like drink it it's like <laughs> he's like i gotta pull the city's power like what a what a guy yeah what a guy uh and then the issue they, they designed a new costume on, on an island because now they can fly around on vacation and the issue ends with there's like some secret I never understand these fucking places. You put every, you put every supervillain in one fucking facility. Like there's like some some shitty prison where all the supervillains are, I guess. And Mongol again sounds like Mongol, but it's it's with a U. Mongol, yeah. Mongol, yeah, Mongolian. Not sure. Yeah, and also every time they say Green Lantern, they do like the logo of his name, <laughs> um, which is kind of silly. And he, basically, Mongol's killing everyone and is like, uh, I'm looking for Green Lantern and Superman. And, and, and to illustrate how dumb uh, the maximum security prison thing is, you have Mongol, who's an alien warlord, like basically like <laughs> alien space Hitler. And then you have in the same place, 
you have a guy who's basically evil Dr. Manhattan, and you're like, this is going to be fine. We're going to have people locked in the same cell next to each other. <laughs> and, and the security measures are guys with guns. Yeah. But, like, they obviously are not good enough guns. Like, why put? Why have the guns if they can't stop these things? Or yeah, like, Mongol doesn't even give a shit about the guns. He's like, yeah, whatever, I, I choked I you. I love that they're bringing Mongol in here to be arrested, and he did, he's just <laughs> breaking out naturally. It's like, what a shitty security. <laughs> yeah, how many issues Bath passed uh, the Return of Superman was this? Uh, let's see. Return of Superman was Green Lantern 46? And this is 51. Yeah. So <laughs> he literally, 51. he breaks out immediately, so they, they didn't have security, I guess. Or, like, or... or because it does, there was no indication that anyone helped him escape. It's like this this place is just useless. Like yeah. this place should and really then, and, be rigged to explode. Like yeah. you cannot let all these guys out. <laughs> and that's the thing too is when you put multiple supervillains in one place, you're just increasing how deadly <laughs> yeah, a breakout yeah. is. Yeah. It's like now, sure. yeah, I, I just this is a ridiculous concept. Yeah. Like he, this has to be in space or something. This is done just so uh, they can have events where oh no, there's maximum security person <laughs> broke out. Uh, how are we gonna be all these villains? That's the only reason why they are like this. It's like Arkham Asylum. It's exactly, like, exactly. It's yeah, like, but oh, Arkham Joker's Asylum that is one. like a guy that makes people scared. <laughs> and like a guy that tells riddles. <laughs> no, but there's also like I control plants and yeah. I'm, I'm a giant monster exactly. guy. Like Arkham like, Asylum is still like the most dangerous criminal minds in the world in one place. All the most dangerous criminal minds in one place. It's still like, why would you put them together? So uh, 52, we're going to skim through most of it. But basically it's it's the new Green Lantern basically trying out his powers. Um and trying out new logos and stuff like she Alex is trying to help him like pick out like a, a photo shoot basically and um they they go around they they have a funny like a fun relationship i think mm-hmm. like, I, yeah i enjoy it and this is this is like when we start to see more of his constructs like he makes a sword and she's like you can do better than that and then he makes like a complex like gun yeah. And he's like, yeah, now we're talking. And it's like, it's it just shows like what Sly said. It's just more interesting than like Hal makes like a ram head when he hits people. Yeah. Okay, I, w- I want to point out that she's still like, I said she was forceful before, but she's never, she never reaches the point where she's a, like abrasive. Like he, he yeah. makes a big gun and then he shoots a rock and it sends them both flying. Instead of being like, geez, you stupid idiot, Baka. She just says like, yeah, she just says, like, you did that? Like, you have that power? So it's yeah. clear that, like, she likes him. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is, Alex is so much better than most love interests in yes. this Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I actually, I've, I didn't know about the fridging until I saw the film. Oh, but, uh, I mean, I knew about the concept of it. and I but you didn't know this was it. Me, yeah, I didn't know this was it. So, uh, also, I have to say one more thing. Mongol escapes again in this issue. Like, it's 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 the continuation of his escape. And oh, and we get to see uh, we get to see a sneak peek at Major Force, oh my who's God, just this like guy. this purple guy. I love and that. also a pterodactyl man <laughs> who has a fancy hat. Yeah, on. it's like, wait, don't you live on like Beast and, Island or the Marvel? Place? And it's crazy too how like all these the savage, sol- yeah. all these, all these like soldiers, the guards here are just like meleeing. They're trying to like melee the whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. yeah, because there's one guy that shoots Mongol in the back, and then I the next that. panel is he's Mongol's <laughs> next to him. No, here's what happens. He, this is what I was going to bring up. He shoots Mongol in the back. Okay, this, this scene is chaos, by the way. There's, there's supervillains <laughs> slaughtering everyone. Also, he, they're shooting other supervillains and nobody's affected. What kind yeah. of guns are these? And so this guy shoots a laser into Mongol's back and then he walks up to him and says, no further, Mongol, don't make me fire again. It's like, no, you're, you, you've been way past that point. Supervillains are killing everyone. Yeah, like everyone's like, dead. And then him. he walks up to him and he's like, don't make me shoot you again. And then Mongol just kills him, obviously, because he's like... And why do you need Mongol alive? It's like he's a he's, he's like an outcast ex-warlord. Like, he has his constitutional <laughs> yeah, Go back to your cell, Mongol. <laughs> he's an enemy combatant. Uh, but anyway, um, anyway, the reason this guy had to do this was so Mongol could take his jetpack. But 
Um, he's like, have you seen Green Lantern? And he's like, oh, yeah, I have. And then, so he goes to fly away from Green Lantern. We see the hobo then um, meeting with some shady government. The hobo, hobo that saw Kyle get the ring. <laughs> yeah, the one <laughs> <laughs> said it like, the, It's the hobo. Yeah, the hobo. Character. <laughs> this, character, this, this, this hobo was in reality when Kyle got his ring. And Kyle was like, I guess I'm not crazy because that hobo saw it too. I thought we mentioned that before. The Batman, uh, the yeah. Superman, the hobo. <laughs> so this, this hobo who saw, yes, as I said, uh, Kyle Rayner get his ring is meeting with some shady government officials. I hate this scene. And he's like, hey, uh, I got some, uh, like, green rock that was there when this green, this blue man gave this ring over. Why are you guys blue, blue, white, not green? That always confused me. Like, this blue man gave me a green ring and he gave me a green rock. Why is he not, <laughs> why is he not green? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, and then this government guy's like... Oh my god, okay, so this whole government meeting is in a, a dark, like, blinds closed kind of room where everything is super shady. And then the hobo's like, hey, can I get a reward? And they're like, yes, give him what he deserves. <laughs> and he's like smiling. And then, okay, as if it wasn't subtle enough... The, 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 the like, scary-looking, grumpy security guard drags the hobo away, and he looks back at the secu- that the government guy, and he does the line over the neck, like, yeah. oh, shit. And, and he's he, like, he'll take care of you, and, and you'll get everything and, that's coming what's, to what's, you. What's, and then he not only, he doesn't kill him, he stabs him with, a, like, a yeah. knife yeah. a bunch of times. Well, the, the amount of effort you go through fucking disposing the body and whatever... Wouldn't it be easier just to give him fucking like fifty bucks for lunch? Like? Yes, and that's why I, I find it so. This is again. I'm. I know. I always get hung up on these. Like, why this doesn't make sense? But like, it really. They always want to make people be so villainous, but in reality, it's not actually like. Worth yeah, it. it is about the concern. Like this. This is like uh, cliche shitty writing when you have villains. Yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to show how shitty and evil the government is when like it's not. They're just. They're also incompetent then because like yeah. it's it's more work and it's stupid. And like, think about if you had to kill somebody. To dispose of the body, like, first you're gonna, like, use a sword so you get blood everywhere? <laughs> and like, it's, what? it's in a world where aliens are everywhere and some hobo gives you a green rock and you're like, he has to die. He knows too <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one will believe this maybe, about a green maybe rock. Maybe they killed him because he was the hobo. They're like, finally, we have him. <laughs> the hobo in our midst. <laughs> Uh, so basically, oh, that's his weakness. Is a knife. <laughs> <laughs> basically, they're on this island now. Green Lantern and Alex, and they're like, "Hey, look, I can do green motorcycle." Or whatever. <laughs> and uh, Mongol shows up and just smashes him into the ground. I, I don't understand how he can survive that. Like, d- does he already know about shielding himself with the green? Well, energy? the ring automatically creates. A oh, force around okay. Him. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because like you're willing yourself not to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it like it shields you. So Mongol starts kicking the shit out of uh, Kyle, out of out of Kyle, and Alex is like, "You leave him alone!" And and then Alex or then Kyle's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna tango with this guy and trying with like um, some new powers." And um, he's like, "I've been waiting to kill you," and he's like, "I don't even fucking know you." <laughs> uh, and then um, Alex keeps saying that too. He's like, you, "He's not the guy you're looking for," and he's like, "You've changed your costume, but it must still be you because you're still a white guy at five five ten brown hair." <laughs> You still look like a generic uh, DC hero. You have to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, because he's he's about to kill him, and then Superman flies in and punches him in the. He's face. like, I am the killer of Green Lantern because no one will possibly save him or something. <laughs> and and then, this is when the big reveal happens that Kyle's ring, for some reason, is no longer weak to yellow. Because uh, oh in God. Return of Superman, like they mentioned, like uh, Hal says, I can't. Kill, he would kill Mongol if he could, but he can't have the ring because he's yellow. And it's a very <laughs> it's a very dumb weakness that. Uh, 
uh, green, gar- green lanterns have. And it's never come back. Like, this is when it was gone, and it is still gone. Oh. You know, for some reason, when I was a kid, I thought that was cool. And now I'm like, how could I have ever thought that <laughs> yellow as a weakness could be cool? They do explain that... that uh, don't even slide no no i want to hear this i do like the the the, the interesting i don't know if it works completely but i do like they try like trying so hard to make this work yellow is the color of fear so uh green lantern has to overcome fear and uh the reason why there's a weakness to yellow is uh, i think it's because sinestro was in the 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 power battery and now that sinestro is dead this is a worse this is a worse explanation than anything (laughs) like you might as well say it's inherently like, oh, it's just that like, green is the uh, refract it refracts yellow light or something. Well, what than- they do is they build up that like green is the color of, of you know will like that's like the willpower, and they build up an emotional spectrum where every color is like the harnessed power of one different. Like, and they all emotion. counteract each other, like different ones counter the other. One. And they all counteract each other, so they all have like strengths and weaknesses. Like blue is hope and you can't do anything with a blue ring without a green lantern ring around because like hope without will does nothing. And like, there's all these things that it's one of those things that is slowly built up over like a decade long run that it's really dumb when you're just like, here's this one factoid. Like it's, it's one of those comics that well that works in context, but not out of context. Mm-hmm. It's like the elemental wheel. Exactly. Yeah. It pretty much is. Elemental yeah, wheel, but motions, exactly. But motions yeah. instead. All right, so this uh, this issue, all they do is Superman and Green Lantern fight Mongul, and it's just a, a lot of them fighting in Kyle proving like his worth that he can tango with the big baddie, but he still needs like Superman to help him, and then he beats him by making a train run into Mongol, and on the Which side awesome. it says... Uh, Poon style. Siberian <laughs> it, Express, motherfucker. It says <laughs> Slam Track, which I... <laughs> That's pretty I good. I really approve of. <laughs> 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 and then... Afterwards, Superman's like, where's the other Green Lantern? And Kyle's like, I have no idea. Like, this just happened to me. So then Superman takes Mongol away, and then it cuts back to the shadowy government organization, and they're hiring someone that's, you know, strangely purple, and it's Major Force. And to, like, prove that he's Major Force, the guard just, like, pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head, and they're like, oh, I guess you are Major Force. I know, I, that is the funniest shit to me in the world. They're like, test him. And the test is, shoot him in the head. Like, so, imagine like, if that... Major Force. Oops. Yeah, like, imagine, like, what, so he, he just fails the test, you just shoot him? <laughs> It's like the it's like the uh, it throw a woman in the river if you think she's a witch and if she sinks then she's not a witch yeah. so she's innocent but also dead yeah and also and then he just breaks the hand of the guard that's holding the gun so it's like this this government's inept <laughs> and and they went they 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 contract this out to someone who just escaped from one of their maximum security prisons <laughs> to, to be fair uh, no not to be fair this is still stupid so major force uh, gives some backstory on them. He's uh, he's basically evil Captain uh, Doctor Manhattan. Uh, yeah. the, the DC version of Doctor Manhattan was was uh, re- just like R- Rorschach was a reimagining of the question. Doctor Manhattan was a reimagining of Captain Adam, and just like the question continued after uh, Watchmen, uh, Captain Manhattan, conti- uh, Captain Adam, Captain Manhattan, Captain Adam continued <laughs> after Watchmen two, and he basically the government was like Watchmen two. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> and basically after after Watchmen. Uh, they, you know, they re- re- restarted uh, Captain Man Adam like they restarted uh, Question. And what they what they had was, uh, since, you know, Captain Adam, Dr. Man was created by accident, the government said, we want to create our own uh, C- Captain Adam. And Major Force was their version of I that. haven't read a lot of Major Force, but what a stupid fucking name that is. <laughs> it, makes, it makes sense. Like, uh, if, we, if, if the government be a superhero, they could give him a dumb name like that. 
Like that's true. <laughs> that is like, true. Like, like, outside the context, it seems dumb. But if you know, yeah, Captain America is kind of a dumb name. Yeah, like they are all really dumb. And like if George W. Bush had superhero, he would call them something stupid too. Like, like yeah. most of the people, patriotic people, are, have dumb names. That's how it is. Yeah. So basically, they're hiring him to go, uh, to go kill Green Lantern through Alex because she's the one who published all the pictures of him. So obviously, she knows him. Mm-hmm. So the next issue, and th- this is this is work. It's shit gets real. Is yeah. Kyle brings um, Alex back from like a date, and then they kiss, and it's clear that like they're they're both getting back together since they. And they're having a good time flying around the world as Green Lantern and yeah. I, I find it kind of funny that he's just like whatever. Like I'm Green Lantern, I'm with this girl. Like no yeah. need to hide it. And then because like think about if you were like an early twenties guy, like just kind of like this deadbeat guy who can't hold a job, and all of a sudden they're like, "You're a superhero now. You have a ring that could do anything." That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I You're would like, just like we're go going on a date to fucking Bali today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they sleep together, and while this is happening on a plane to there, Major Force is basically he just beats up everyone that he's with, like <laughs> yeah. to show how cool he, he, he must is. be so very cool. lonely and insecure. <laughs> And then there's reports on news of, like, there's an event going on. So Alex is like, why don't you go check it out? And he's like, but I want to stay. And then she's like, I have a surprise for you if you get back. And he's like, ooh, sure, okay. It's a fridge, <laughs> my new fridge. <laughs> yeah. But and he's like, come take pictures. And she's like, no, I'm busy. I don't want to. It's my day off. It's like, yeah. it, it was so obvious that something bad was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, in, in a terrible story where... Um, the characters are at their happiest, so you know it's like, well, someone's going to have to die soon here. Yeah. yeah. Or they're like, oh, life is going so swell. So Kyle flies over, and this is just like a crazy side story while this is going on. Basically, he lands in part of L.A. from like 100 years later, teleports into this into LA and then an earthquake happens and then it disappears after. Okay, so <laughs> this is when I have to give the backstory here. Meanwhile... In the DC Universe, an event called Zero Hour just started, where basically time was going crazy all over the place. And we'll see in a couple issues that the reason why this is, is Hal Jordan as Parallax is trying to reboot the universe with him as God so that he could stop bad things from happening. So, like... Oh, that's... That'd be something that'd get, like, explained later. Okay. Yeah, so it gets explained later, but, like, so we are... And the big thing with Zero Hour is they didn't reveal who the villain was until the very end of the story. So you just have all these, like, crazy time things happening and nobody knows what's going on. And so, like, you'll have, like, a, like, 70s... Like, a 1970s Batgirl showing up in Batman. And, like, just for the month leading up to it. And then when the event starts and it's the big reveal that it's Parallax, it's Hal Jordan doing it all... That's when, you know, that's when it's like, oh, that's why the whole universe was crazy. Yep. So, well, Kyle's off doing this. Alex hears a knock at the door, and she goes to answer, and this big delivery man comes and gives a bouquet of flowers to her. And Alex is like, ah, oh, Kyle, our getting back together was obviously, and she opens up the note on the bouquet, and it says, in cursive with the drawing of a rose on it, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, why? <laughs> It's because it's so fucking cheesy and he's so evil. But but the thing is, even this scene, like, I love Alex in it because she opens the note and she immediately runs into the kitchen, grabs a huge kitchen knife, and stabs him in the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the knife just breaks because he's major force. But, like... <laughs> God damn. But, like... Yeah. 
Why? Why? Why do this? Because she's good. She's a good. She's doing like she's a good character. I mean, I can I can understand trying to promote like we want to like throw something dark and twisted in there. The the my problem with like the I'm going to kill you is it makes light of she's about to be strangled to death. And yeah, it makes does, light yeah. of that happening while Major Force is, like, smiling and laughing and strangling her. And he's like, too bad. I guess you're just expendable to me. Yeah. And, and on top of uh, adding a dark element, I, I do believe, because Alex has been uh, pushing Kyle to be more responsible and using the ring more effectively this whole time. Mm-hmm. So this is basically now Kyle has to uh, uh, learn how to be an on his own and learn how to accept responsibility by himself. So, yep. like, this is, like, the last vestiges of uh, any support. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, exactly. Up, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like... But she wasn't, like, a mentor. She was, like, a... A, a support, uh, like... Yeah, like, a partner. Yeah, a partner. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be so brutal. Yeah, it's really brutal. That's the thing, is, like, you're watching it, and, like, Major Force is, like, getting off on this. <laughs> and he, it's, he like, always has a shit-eating grin as he does... Yeah. As he breaks that guy's hand, as he beats up the guy on the plane, as as he gets shot in the head earlier, he's just, like, smiling, like, hey. <laughs> And I'm, even I'm even form. while he's strangling her, yeah. he's like, "Tell me where Green Lantern is." And she's like, "I don't even know what you're talking about." Like she stays resolute the mm-hmm. entire time. That's why he kills her. And he's like, he... "You're not gonna tell me anything, so you're gonna die." Yeah, and then he kills her, and then he says, "I'm hungry." Yep, and that that, that page is especially bad because it's him killing her on the top page, and then on the bottom is Kyle saving the city, and there's a woman helplessly wrapped around his leg. Like, yeah. one of those, like, old posters yeah. of, like, sci-fi and stuff. So it's like, we have both, like, women getting beat up and women being helpless. I have a feeling that editorial made this happen because, like, Ron Mars was writing, like, was writing such a good relationship between them and, like, had Alex as an actual character. And I have a feeling that they were like, we he needs to be motivated, so you have to kill her in, like, a really fucked up way. Also, con- also uh, editors don't like uh, long-term relationships because that, that means you're going to get married and you're, if you're married, you can't be relatable anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, I don't, have, I don't have any Jesus. evidence from that, like, that editorial made this happen, but, like... Having read so much more of Ron Mars' work since I first read the story, like I have more faith in him than this. Ron Mars is a really good writer. I, I, uh, yeah. This is like a weird, uh, weird. Like I don't know even. I don't know. Like it's like if you read all, all those stuff, this is like a weird incongruity. It's like yeah. If you read when I read first read when I first read this when Ryan showed it to me, I was like this did does not feel like Ron Mars to me at all. It just feels so weird to have. Yeah, it has to be an editorial thing. So Kyle flies back and he's like, "Oh boy, Alex, better be ready because I want my surprise." And then he enters into the apartment. He sees a note that says, surprise for you in the fridge. Love A. And he opens Uh. it up and it just does like a little door crack. And you can see just like her legs upside down stuck in the fridge. Like it doesn't show the whole body. And that's like, that's a good way to make scenes more gruesome because it's left up to your imagination. And another thing where I'm like, this is actually way more twisted than I thought about is that she has heels on, whereas before she had, like, socks on. Oh, I dressed her up. Oh, ew. Yeah, it's just, it's like, yeah. what, what was happening? Like, why why write this story? Yeah, it was really yeah. just fucked up. For, and that, as soon as I saw the note, like I said before, that was like, I have a surprise you in the fridge, I was like, oh, that's what they were always <laughs> talking about. I know, what's, I know what's in the fridge. Yeah, that's a trope that you can say to, like, a lot of people like it's not just a comic book thing like fridging is a term that a lot of people use mm-hmm. and it's from this this is where it started yeah because i think gail simone ran a website that was like girlfriends getting stuffed in refrigerators or something like that yeah and like that's what made the made the term like a a trope mm-hmm. it, it didn't invent the term but it invented the popular uh it didn't invent the idea of a girl getting killed for motivated hero but yeah it invented but that it term it. for it 
Yeah. Uh, you guys want to hear something terrible? What? There's a story way later where, uh, like, every DC character that's ever died comes back from the dead, and Alex comes back oh, in no. a, in a zombie fridge. <laughs> Jeez. And she pulls, she pulls Hound to say, "Come to me." She's like a, a fucking trap monster. Yeah, she pulls Indeed. Kyle into the fridge, oh, and yeah, he goes into mimic. like zombie world. You remember uh, exactly? Yeah. Yes. And then, and salt yeah. on top of the wound after that is Kyle turns around and then he sees Major Force. He's like, "Shame, isn't it? Good looking girl, that." Ugh. Um. And so then they start fighting, and that's like the uh, the episode ends as Kyle runs out of power for his ring because he, he was yeah. he's trying to kill him and then like his weapon disappears the ring needs uh uh green lantern lantern too yeah because normally you would have to charge it yeah. when it runs out of energy but because kyle's new he didn't know that yeah so this is the first time it's they actually mentioned earlier like alex was like does that thing run out of battery and he's like i guess not it hasn't yeah <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know yeah. if it charged every day or something or you have to go to a place or yeah, you have to go to place. You have to go. I, I have a guy for that. A guy charged my battery for me. Yeah, I mean, Ohm was getting his power from the city. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. um, uh, Major Force beats the shit out of Green Lantern now that he doesn't have his ring anymore. Uh, but then he's an idiot and he shows him the green uh, shard. Oh my and, god, yeah. And then he's like, "What is this? Do you know what this is?" And Green's like, "No, but now he's charged my ring. Fuck you!" And he beats the shit out of uh, Major Force. And then this is another trope I hate. You know, like if he did, like this is thing that pissed me off. Like. At least let him fucking kill Major Force. Yeah, like, he puts him in he... an electrocution chair made from Will. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's kind of silly looking. Because it makes his hair stand up. <laughs> at, least, at least have the visceral satisfaction of, like, after Alex dies, at least kill the guy that killed her. But no, Major Force lives on. For... Major Force goes on to kill more women, like, literally. He, after it's, this, no, he goes, he wants to kill him. It's... I know writer, he wants like, to, but they don't. They don't get the writers. Don't let. It's when the writer wants oh, the villains to play by different rules than the heroes. Yeah, the, that, the, 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 the villains get saved at the last minute, so the yeah. police come and save. Yeah, Major okay, Force. I see what you're saying. And what happens after this? Major Force goes on to kill another uh, uh, love interest. He goes to kill Guy Gardner's. Uh, uh, I, I don't think he's a love interest. He's just a friend. A female. He goes to kill a female Green Lantern. Guy Gardner's friend was a female Green Lantern. He goes and kills uh, her after this. Then he goes and uh, tries to kill Guy Gardner's mom and Kyle's mom. Like, he just goes on <laughs> on a fucking fridging spree. And just because they fucking couldn't even get you to give the fucking visceral satisfaction, this guy's a murderer, he should die. Just because they have to show how edgy and dark DC is now. And now v- m- murderers are protected by the government. Fuck this. Yeah. I hate this shit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But yeah. So then Major Force gets saved and Kyle's like now pissed off that DC's shitty and won't let him at least have the visceral satisfaction of killing the guy who kills his girlfriend. So he goes back to his own apartment. And uh, Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern... Before Hal, uh... Yeah, he's the Green Lantern from the 40s. Yeah, from the Golden Age. And, uh... He's in, in the apartment, and Kyle's, uh, all, like, pissed off because all this shit happened. And he lashes out at Alan, but Alan, like, holds him back because Alan actually knows how to use his ring well. And he tells him everything that happened because Kyle doesn't know, and he explains... Yeah, like, he gives him a big exposition dump about, like, this is what Green Lanterns are, yeah. and this is their, you know, space cops, and this is what Hal did, and, yeah, you know. And, um... He says, like, we tried to stop Hal from uh, rewriting uh, time, uh, like, the reveal later. But we got our asses kicked because Kyle is now God. Uh, so now we'll need your last, you mean your help because you're the last Green Lantern. Like, we, you're the only one who can do this. So Kyle says, I need some time alone, like, because uh, I don't even know what I'm doing. Then he stops and reflects and thinks about what Alex was saying. He says, okay, I'll go and save the universe, I guess. And he goes off to uh, fly and fight Parallax. Yeah, so this is, like, we're not going to cover Zero Hour, because the story itself is, like, it's a mess. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not basically, 
Yeah, so now it cuts ahead to issue zero. It cuts ahead to issue zero. Huh? What? (laughs) So what DC (laughs) did... Which is, like, after the big fight was over. So, So like, Hal's been defeated, but he's on Oa now with just Kyle. So we we talked about, like, we talked about Reboot's a little bit of Flashpoint. Uh, Basically, uh, DC has Reboot's every couple of years because they want their cake in year two. They want to have... The continuity be cleaned up, but they don't want to actually uh, organically grow the universe. So what they do is they have these events that recon everything. So the, the way they recon uh, Green Lantern was in every other book. Every book had an issue zero, where now they explain what the new uh, starting point is for readers. So like one of the things that Hal changes is like Batman never caught Joe Chill. Yeah, seems like a weird thing to put in, but okay. Also, oh, Batman is now an urban legend. I know he was a member of Justice League. I know he was a public figure all these years, but now he's an urban legend oh. again because he decided to. I, did not realize that they flashpointed themselves again, but like they back do it all the time. Like I, this, hate it. I guess Flashpoint's zero hour. Yeah, the, and the, the, yeah. the original one was Crisis. Like they always do this. Oh, it's crazy. okay. Yeah, it comic events. <laughs> it's only DC. Marvel never really does. Yeah, Marvel thing. just has really bad comic events. Well, DC Ma- keeps. Yeah, Marvel just writes shitty events, but they don't fuck everything. My favorite is when how they keep making Batman be like like mysterious again but they're yeah. like who's the batman yeah <laughs> basically marvel usually has bad events but they have a good universe where dc has pretty good events but it fucks up the universe every time yeah. Uh. so yeah like we said uh zero hour uh, was how trying to recreate universe uh he got stopped and after he got stopped he got into a time warp with uh kyle and they're fighting in this time warp and uh they end up on oa after the universe is recreated uh how try- tries to absorb more power from oa but he can't without a ring, <clears throat> so his powers are fading over time. Yeah, he he sees Kilowog's corpse and apologizes to it. He says he can't be here until he figures everything. Until then, he'll be a bad guy. Basically, he does so many bad it's, things. It's, he picks up Kilowog's skull. Yeah, and he's holding Alas, it. Alas, poor Kilowog! I know him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but I like. I think this is really effective. And, and even like, if it's a cliche, I think it's effective. And I like this idea that. Uh, how basically he's like, I'll, I, everything I'm doing right now is irrelevant because once I I win. I'll undo all the bad things I did, so it doesn't matter what all the bad things I do in the meantime. Like basically, mm-hmm. like if if I make the world a better place at the end, like literally, like make recreate everything so everyone, no one feels pain anymore, everyone's happy now. Nothing I do in the meantime will stop it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like ultimate... if, if you kill a bunch of people to get in a time machine to go like save, to, you yeah, know, to kill yeah. Hitler. And he <laughs> yeah. he even says to Kyle like, "You have to let me do this. If you don't, I'm just gonna be one of the bad guys." Yeah. And he starts crying. Mm-hmm. And like I think this issue is really good. Yeah. And so Kyle uh, is like, I, I, I can't really deal with all this, the, the guilt of being superior anyway because Alex died because of me. I can't deal with all this guilt. And you want to redeem yourself, so here, take my ring. And Hal says, like, I could bring Alex back. Yeah. So he gives back the ring. And... I thought that was crazy because he's like, I'm convinced you're, you're doing the right thing. But that's the thing is, why wouldn't he feel that way? Like, he's brand new and he grew up knowing about Green Lantern, this hero. Mm-hmm. Like... That's why that's why Kyle's so interesting because he's not some chosen one. He's not some like super super powerful like strong willed guy. He's just a guy who's in over his head. And he doesn't even know what's going on really. Like uh, uh, all he knows is what Alan uh, Al Scott told him like last minute. Like he was in the dark this whole entire time. He's not, yeah. He... Imagine if you showed up to a new job and then a week later, all of a sudden, the universe was getting destroyed. <laughs> I think it's it's kind of funny just because he gives him the ring. Because he's like, I, I feel bad for you, and you're showing remorse about this. And then Hal, like a repeat offender, just starts being like, "Yeah, I'll fix everything. Don't worry. Like everything will go back to normal now." And it, that, that's what that's what confused me. Because it's not like he was like, "You're doing the right thing. Reset the universe." Hal was saying like, "Oh, I really fucked up, and I feel bad, and I can, you know, I need a second chance or something." And Kyle's like, "Here you go," and he's like, 
I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah, not, like, yeah. That's, that's, he's like, please don't. And he's like, you're an idiot for giving me the ring. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah, Kyle. I think uh, they're both was... just kind of fucked up right now. Yeah, the Dose just how the universe gets exploded. But feels right. He he. Uh, Kyle gets the ring because Hal uh, asks for a second chance. But then Kyle wants the ring back because Hal says, "I'm gonna try to rebuild the universe again." And so then Kyle managed to. Like, they end up in the uh, Green Lantern tomb area, and uh, Kyle knocks over one of the tombs on Hal and uh, knocks him down. And then he takes the ring back from him. And, That's the uh, kind of weird thing is that it almost seemed like like that seems like the climax of the story a few pages in, and then they're suddenly back to like where we saw them at the very beginning, where you know yeah. Hal has some kind of power and Kyle has the his ring. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I didn't I, I didn't like this. Like, it just seemed I like felt, it. I felt like it went circle. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel, I do feel because I, I they had to set up that things are still going to all it really does is blow up. Oh, spoilers. Like they, they they really couldn't really go with any of their characters because it wasn't a big event. It was just the aftermath of an event, and they had to explain that Hal is still evil. Kyle wants responsibility now. So I mean, I have... I feel like you could have done that climax of him showing like remorse, but still not being savable at the end of it, rather than have them do it in the middle and then have them fight again. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, like a gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> oh, you you thought you thought Hal was gonna be a good again? Eat shit. Like. <laughs> I, I think it was a bait switch for people who were... Because in the 90s, people were still hoping Hal would be good again. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was actually yeah. going to be good again, and he was going to be the Green Lantern, and I was wrong. Yeah. So I the, actually... I hate how this ends, too. Like, they're they're fighting, and... Uh, Owa blows up. Uh, Kyle blows oh, up. Like, Kyle, like, blows up Kyle, Kyle just goes pew, and the whole planet explodes, which is like... I, I That is so much energy needed to like the the amount of power that needs like he why didn't he use that on a on how like that's a, an amazing amount of power it's because the, the, the power is inside the planet he's just overcharging yeah he's overcharging the battery he's overcharging the battery no, i don't know how much yeah. power he has that he can like do that like you overcharge it so much that the planet literally rips <laughs> itself apart yeah but the, but the whole planet is one big battery all you have to do is overload the battery so Wait, had it always been like this i don't know no don't answer that i don't want to get into comics canon <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Owa blows up, and uh, this whole issue was, like I said, uh, Kyle is like... Uh, it's I, Kyle I, confronting, you know, Parallax, but, but and also, accepting that he's the great Yeah, he accepts, like, he, no one else can be trusted his power. Like, Why even, did he survive and not Hal? Or, like, Hal, Hal, Hal does, does, but, like... Uh, but, they they make it seem like only one Green Lantern's left standing, and, they, and then, then you have to go to the next page to see, and it's Kyle. So they can say, <laughs> well, because they say that, because Hal is getting, because he doesn't have a ring, he's getting his power from the planet. So presumably this depowers him. Yeah, but he doesn't. But he he shows up in Green Lantern fucking ten issues. I figured ten issues because I didn't see his dead corpse. I was like, he has to be alive. Oh my but god! Like, how did how did how did he? Whatever. They can't kill Major Force and they can't kill him. I think I think he now has all the uh, uh, Green Lantern energy inside him now. I believe. I I yeah, I think so. I yeah, care. but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, like because uh, now he learns like you can't. He, he, he wants to just. He thought he could just pawn off the ring to somebody and not have the responsibility anymore. But basically, like great power comes responsibility because he can't trust anyone else with the ring. Like he can only trust himself. Mm -hmm. So he has to be the Green forever now, basically. So except and, uh, except so, is he? Well, he is for a decade. For a decade oh, yeah. that is a long that's time. Good. Yeah, that is a long yeah. Time. yeah. Yeah. So, then so the thing. The th oh yeah. So that's the end. Yeah. That's the end. <laughs> The thing so is the one thing I just want to say about Kyle, the reason why I love him so much, is because it's we see a lot of legacy characters. Like we saw in Death of Superman last year, like you have Superboy and Steel all trying to be to live up to that legacy. And Kyle, his legacy is someone who went mad with power. 
So throughout his time as Green Lantern, as he gets stronger and stronger, he's always, like, worried, like, am I gonna lose my mind, too? Am I gonna, like, be corrupted by this absolute power? And I don't, I can't really think of a lot of other examples in comic books where... So he's, like, young young Cyclops? <laughs> his legacy is a... It's a yeah, yeah, it's like Cyclops, but his legacy is a warning, not an inspiration point. Yeah, yeah. and... Be, but... Hal is still viewed by most of the universe as a hero, even though, like, he tried to kill everybody. Like, when he joins the Justice League, like, everyone else is like, well, Hal could have done it. And then he's like, but if I was as strong as Hal, maybe I would, like, kill everybody. And, like, he has this internal struggle that he's like, I want to be as good as he was without being as bad as he was. And that That's cool. is, to me, a really, really interesting character. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it could have happened being... to a woman, but... I do wish it was a Kyla Rayner instead, but uh, <laughs> fortunately DC was still... There could, be, there could be female Kyle. We knew a female Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> there is a female Green Lantern right now that is in the running to be my favorite, favorite Green my Lantern favorite. already. So I, I do yeah. kind of like the Let's idea, see. like, this, this whole storyline was kind of like, for me, I'm like, this is why I'm glad superheroes don't exist, because anyone could, in their grief... Just kill everyone. Yeah, with and, yeah. Superpowers. and the Green Lanterns are regulated. This was a regulated uh, militia kind of shit. And so, yeah. like Superman, Superman go crazy. No one can stop him. Like, yeah, like <laughs> like an irredeemable, which we should read. Oh yeah, we should read right. the at some point. We really should. No, no. <laughs> so would would you Sly first? Would you read more of Kyle Rayner? <laughs> well, I did. So yes. <laughs> so what about you, Daryl? Um, I was kind of I, I I wanted to point out that like. I, I'm both like conflicted over missing the zero hour stuff because I find it really interesting the idea of someone being like so uh, brought down by their loss and their grief that they kind of slip into this madness where they're like I feel like I have to do this like those are some of my favorite villains that really sympathetic ones that have trauma behind them mm-hmm. and like I'm sad that I got to miss out on that because I would like to see him like talk to Superman or Batman about that. The kind I of stuff debated he... doing zero hour but it's so long. No, not it's good. very short. It's not good. Oh, oh it's not it's, good. No, I, I like it. I do think it's pretty good, but it is so, like, comics bullshit. Like, oh, it is such boy. an event comic. Like, there are, like, a million characters, and, like, a whole team shows up and instantly gets turned into old guys, and, like, it's just, it's... <laughs> yeah, that's... Whereas it's... I wanted to see more of the stuff, like, from the very first issue we read of the slow and more, um, like, just introspective writing. Well, you're in luck because yeah. next week we're going to be doing more of the introspective house stuff. Uh, I'm actually uncertain because I, I do want to point out that, like I said, my favorite thing was the Alex and Kyle relationship. And since she just gets killed off, it's like that was, the, you know, that was the thing I felt made it special. Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'd read it, but like if they were like the issues that we had just read where it's like him fighting just villains and stuff like, no, that was fun, really. Yeah. So it depends I, on what it's like. I, I also was felt the same way. I'm like, I didn't I didn't really love reading this. I didn't I liked a lot of the concepts. Mm-hmm. Like I I did think like they also the idea of like Green Lantern going on a rampage fighting the other Green Lanterns. I just felt like the execution of it was so sloppy all over the place that I for the for many of the issues I ended it and I'm like that was kind of dumb. Like even him at the end just like he's how's like don't do it and then you just see the planet exploding and he's like I'm gonna be Green Lantern now like in one page. Yep. I I just. I walked away from it like, okay. It, it is, uh, like we said, it is an uh, editorial-driven thing. Like, this was a way to make Green Lantern relevant again. 
and it did work. This was the first time in co- in comics history Green Lantern became a top five DC book for DC. So I actually read yeah. the the letters at the end of one of them, and they're like, "You guys are all mad about us doing this, but no one cared about Green Lantern before, and now people <laughs> care." So. Uh, eat shit, and I thought that yeah. was actually a very interesting perspective. Each, I always like reading it. It's always interesting stuff like that. Like, eat shit, fans or I saw you feel that way because they're like yeah, they're, they're like, oh, you don't like Hal being gone? Well, you didn't read them before. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, also the guy that Ron Mars took over for last year got arrested for having a bunch of child porn. So you know what? Fuck him. Oh yeah. boy. Cool. Great. Uh, yeah. So uh, kill me, kill I, me November. I <laughs> Yeah, I am obviously a big fan of Ron Mars and the Kyle Rayner stuff, so I definitely think it is good, despite how terrible the fridging is. But, like, mm-hmm. it feels so... I think we covered it enough that, like, the fridging is obviously such an awful trope mm-hmm. and is so terrible, but it doesn't... It feels like somebody made him do it. Like, it doesn't feel like it fits in with his book at all. He, he was a very fresh writer this time, and, like I said, DC definitely had their t- tentacles that whole entire event. <laughs> tentacles. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Anybody want to add anything else? No. Cool. So, everyone should join our Facebook group, Oops, I Talk Divisive Issues. There's been a lot of comic talk lately. Good. Also a lot of political talk, but lots of comic talk. (laughs) And, yeah, so, and it's a lot of fun, and you should check out all the other shows of the Comrade Radio Network at ComradeRadio.com. If you listen to the Falling in Love montage episode that came out this week, two days ago, my fiance Ariel and I are on it talking about Jerry Maguire. Oh wow! Oh, you roped yeah. Ariel into it. Yeah, it was really fun. You brought him to our madness. Had... <laughs> Neither Ariel nor I had seen Jerry Maguire before the episode. Well, I mean, like we saw it right before the episode. Podcasting is a dangerous profession, Ryan. You want to get fridged? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God! Major Sly. Major. <laughs> Major Sly. Do you want to get fridged? Because I can make that happen. <laughs> Okay, enough, enough of this. <laughs> yes, life fridges anyone he disagrees with. All right, so thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been um. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, sorry. I've been um. <laughs> I've, I've had a ring I could do anything with if I wanted it badly enough. I've been the hobo. And I've been Kilowog's skull. Stay continuity. Redradio.com, Independent Podcasting Network.